We're finally back. We are finally back. We can like, we can do weekly episodes again. We can, but like I was saying to you before, I'm really finding it annoying seeing all of the crap. I know, in the I know. We're still we're still in the process of moving, and we're still got everything sort of. There's rubbish. There's DVDs, and we need some new furniture and all that as we're working it all out. But we're we're, we we're need working to all out. Our desks up, even though we've just moved oh, in. <laughs> my desk's got so much temporary crap on it because I don't know where it's going to go. But that's all right. We'll fix all that up. But at least at least we're able to do an app again. Yes. Like we missed last week. We've done we've done two two apps in four weeks, which we've been weak like weekly for forty something episodes, and then just with this move, it kind of just derailed everything. Yeah, but um, I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will forgive us. Oh, I'm sure they will. And and if they don't, then <laughs> <laughs> not much we can do about it. Not much we do. All right. So I thought this episode we we talked about build to rent a little while back. But I also thought this episode would bring back the JTM because, of course, in moving, we're setting up in a new place. There's been a couple of JTMs, STMs that have popped up. One in particular that I'm really excited about. I thought we'll, we'll chat about that. But, look, I think the build-to-rent scenario, we we posed a couple of pros with it and a couple of cons with it. Mm. And there's and, and one... And this was one of my, one of my it, well, it was concerns. one of your big concerns. And... Holy baby Jesus, Batman! Has it played out in the ACT in a major, major way? Yeah, like in a oh, scary after, way. After you sending through the article and I read it, I was just like, "That was one of my concerns." And I am so glad that they didn't just get up, tisk tisk. You should not do that. It was an absolute reaming. Yeah, where it was yeah. just like, how disconnected from society are you? Yeah, look, and and shout out to Bell from Market Buyer who sent us through the article, listens into the podcast, and and listened to, to to the build to rent episode, and came across this and and sent it through to us. So for those of you who don't know, abc.net.au published an article on the 9th of February, uh, talked about the ACT excessive rent increase civil administrative tribunal rejected a claim from a company called Empire Global Developments. Uh, and Empire Global Developments had made a, a request to the tribunal to increase the tenant's rent by 20%. Now, just some very quick background information. In the ACT, an increase of rent of 10% or more requires an application to be made to this uh, civil and administrative tribunal. Right, for them to I adjudicate on I laugh at the reasons why they gave forward as to why the increase should occur. Oh, look, there was there was numerous reasons. There was the increase of uh, in interest rates on borrowing. Yeah. So increased costs there. Um, there was the increase in rates and government taxes and, and that yep. sort of stuff as well. What I found really, really interesting, just jumping onto the, the borrowing, the increase in rent and borrowing, the... I'm not sure if it was a judge or a magistrate, but whoever I was, think it was a magistrate. Whoever was chairing up the, the tribunal yeah. uh, chastised yeah. the the BTR group. This was uh, this wasn't just a little chastise either. This was like a backhand. Well, it was a they they sat there and said you claim 
these issues in borrowing, yeah, but, uh, like and in, but increasing going, in rents. Yeah, what's happening to the renters? But no, it wasn't that. So what what got me was they said you're claiming there's been an increase in in borrowing costs. Please show us oh, yeah, your there increase. Was that too. And and the and financial that's right. They individual. said that they wouldn't or couldn't remember. No, no, no. That wasn't it. it they just refused to answer the question. They refused to produce the documentation. They turned around and yeah. just went, "Oh no, can't." It was look. Don't uh, no, no. I do not wish to comment. And it was just like, okay, but you're claiming these things. Yeah. Why do you not want to comment if you're making claims against these things? Yeah, well, and, and that's exactly it. And an interesting point, and and the magistrate did make this uh, and and highlight this, was one of the comments that the the BTR group made the mm. Empire Global whatever was if the tenants don't like it they can just move out yes and whoa did that make my blood boil yeah talking about like uh, what's Cause the, the ACCC like, have what, what do they call it unconscionable conduct yes when so uh, under they got pulled up for that didn't they I I'm, don't believe those words were used but they definitely got slapped for yeah. uh, basically exerting power against powerless. Because the other thing that they did also say in the article was that um, if they if they are if the um, the appoint the apartments the appointments the apartments were made as one bedroom and had actually yes. been okayed by the council as one bedroom, then one bedroom plus study is how it is to be and they were they were trying to claim it was two bedroom, but That's they pointed right. out the study had no ventilation, no window to the outside, didn't even have its own light switch, and, and they were trying also, to pass that off as a bedroom. Didn't have it, their own privacy. That was one thing yep. that they did say. Didn't have yep. their own privacy, so therefore it couldn't be a bedroom. That it was a study. So therefore, advertising that it was two bedroom was actually incorrect. Yeah. yeah. And so they got a reprimand for that as well. Yeah. They, they got, got a out repri- for that. Yeah, they they got a reprimanding for quite a a, a few things. I, which the are a the lot of application so people. the application overall was adjudged to be fairly poorly put together. Um and and it was kind of slapdash. But look, the ACT tribunal uh ordered an, a more moderate eight percent rent increase. So it, it was gonna be an eighty five dollar a week rent increase, it ended up being about thirty five dollars a week. Yeah, which um, is Manageable. It's, look, it's it's manageable for a lot of people, but it's also kind of more on the side of fair, right? I what, think everyone as agrees. To what eighty? Yeah, eighty five. Yeah, but you know, and, and that's a it. Bit so of a difference. Yeah, what I found interesting about this is what facilitated it is the ACT actually has legislation that forces a rent increase over ten percent to be put before the tribunal. Number one, mm. I thought that was that was quite. Interesting. I, I felt that that it, it addressed the issue of uh, rental caps without actually putting a cap in place. Yeah. Because one of the, the things the Queensland government did uh, a while back is they started talking about introducing rental caps. And if you remember, it basically, investors yeah. pretty much tried to abandon the state and then they had to do this massive backflip. Yeah. Um, it was among a whole heap of other things. Now, I suppose this would be an alternative to it. it well it would because it would like if if you cap rents right but don't cap borrowing interest rate increases and things well, like that 
cost of living. Essentially, you, you somebody that. exactly, but essentially, somebody's going to get burned. Yeah, right. No matter which way it looks. Yeah. But if you've got it uncapped, like what it is, I this might shock you. Do you know what the Probably rental not. increases that we've undergone in the last two years have been? Oh, I'd hate to think. Forty-five percent. We've gone from $550 a week to $800 a week in two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental. And we are not the worst. We're not the worst off. Right? There's a lot of people who have seen worse than that over the last two years. So you get that kind of thing happening and worse when there's no caps and there's nothing in place to kind of curb it. that's what can happen when you don't have the supply in order to meet the demand. I mean, we should probably put that on the soundboard as some <laughs> sort of, like maybe maybe we get a jingle made up of Just supply and demand. It's, a, it's the thing we come back to every single week. It's supply and demand. I think but there seems to be someone out there that can be writing jingles better than what you can come up with. Oh, for sure. Like the, the people who wrote the opening jingle. Yeah, like I'll just go to them. But... Yeah, look, I, I found it interesting because I, I think that that is kind of a middle ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's above 10%, then you've got to put your case forward. It's not saying you can't go above 10%. It's justify it. Yeah, well, that's it. You can't just turn around and go, you know what? I'm just going to increase 50 bucks because that's what I think it should be. And a lot of the time, like, yes. All right, hold on. Let me- hold on. Property, property managers can come in and just go, look, like that's that's – well and truly above or no below hold up hold up hold up you that's not how the process works they go through and they have a look to see as to what the growth has been around and what other they do, places they do they do market comparison like they don't just yeah. pull a figure out of the air and no. go i'm going to make it up by 50 bucks no, no. no. they I'm they do a market comparison do that. and and they look at what other properties are renting for in the area that are similar much like the same way they work out a price mm. for a house when they go to market mm. Right, so no one's pulling these figures out of their backside. They're looking at the market forces. I was forces. referring to property owners where they're just like, well, old mate, has he's increased by 50 and I live next door to him and he, lives, he has a property in the same suburb, so I'm going to increase it by 50, even though it's not necessarily like for like. Even though it, his property that old mate has is actually better maintained and well looked after as opposed to the one that he has that is just going by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, I'm not so, seeing that happen at all. What I am seeing happen in, in the absolute bucket loads is a property manager goes at the end of a lease, does their comparative market analysis, sends it through to the owner and the owner goes, okay, increase it by X. I'm not seeing the, oh, my neighbour Bob, he's getting 50 bucks more, I want to get 50 bucks more. Like, it, it probably happens, but it is the minority. Typically, it's end of lease, property manager I, does a CMA, rents have gone up because of I market forces. I will just forces. accidentally drop in here that um, the place that we had been living still has problems in the ensuite. But that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that was just a bomb drop for the sake of dropping <laughs> a bomb. I mean, we can, we can... I know many of people are like, where did you live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm, no. just, I'm just dropping that there. Enjoy the mold in the walls. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so look, I think what what looking at this, it actually gave a little bit of hope back in a lot of ways because ACT have seen oh. some insane insane increases and they've legislated. And look, I'm the first to jump on dumb politicians legislating for dumb shit, right? I like, don't have a problem with it. When they get it right, credits where it's due. Uh, look, 
I don't have a problem with people going, okay, let's negotiate this. Oh, look, everything, everything in life is negotiable. What I have a problem with is exactly what they said in, in freaking court, in the tribunal, was, well, if they don't like it, they can go somewhere else. And, and that is... That, that doesn't just show how insensitive they are to the flip side of society, so the people who are renting off them. So if there was a person who was, you know, facing financial hardship, what are they going to do? Oh, well, you're going to break. You're going to have to just break a lease, and we don't care how you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Cool, that's great. I'm, I'm sorry, so, you seem to have forgotten we live in a capitalist society. No, look, like there is compassion, but compassion is not mandated. Yeah, clearly these people don't have compassion is no. what I'm getting at, whereas the, AT, uh, the ATC, the ACT, uh, have clearly got it right in this regards when it comes to going, hold on, guys, that's all well and good, but you, you know, transferring those costs onto people and then your response is if they can't do it, well... Move. Move. Yeah. But... The others, the there's other no, flip side there's to no, that is, um, is that if you don't have renters, who's going to live there? But the, the the problem with that, and that's that's all fair and well. If he's going to be paying for no, it. No, but hang on, that's all fair and well. If there's an undersupply of renters and you've got to compete, see the problem we have, and it, again, it comes back to supply and demand. If there was an, if there was enough properties for everyone, we wouldn't have these issues. If there was more properties than there were people, we wouldn't have these issues. Literally, renters, buyers, they're all like, I've lived through a buyer's market. You've lived through a buyer's market, whether you realise or not, but I've actually worked through a buyer's market, right? Mm. The the market just after the GFC hit when we we're selling properties, that was a buyer's market. The buyers yeah, had no, that's all what of we the... bought when I had bought the property uh, over that way. Right, right. Well, the, the buyers had all the choice. Mm. They could negotiate. They could literally come in and make an offer... 10% under. Yeah, but renters don't have that choice at this particular point Not, in time. No, but nor do buyers right yeah. at this point in time because we have this supply issue, Yeah, right? Supply and demand, supply and demand. Exactly. We need a jingle on it, right? I can just <laughs> press the button each time. So, but at the ACT, like what I've read of this little, and I've only read a little bit of this legislation, but the fact that anything above 10% needs a tribunal submission. Like I know in Queensland we've got had some some rental uh, reforms as well, mm. so rent can only go up once every twelve months. We don't have a. That's only just like that's only been a recent one. Yeah, if you've and signed if you've recent, if you've signed a lease two. after the first of September twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's that's a recent one. There's no rental caps on it, but there is facility, and and I think this is something a lot of people don't know. There is facility to contest an excessive rental increase through residential tenancy authority in your state. So whatever your state body is. So you um, can contest it, but what happens during that time? Well, you've, you, you've you got to file got, through it. Like it's, you've it, still look, got to pay it. You've got to pay it, but, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. But then they can backdate, they can, you know, sort but it at out. at the same time, they can also... Go, we're not going to renew your lease if you don't and sign it. At, well, hey, we know all about that, right? I know. Call someone out for for acting outside of legislation, and suddenly your lease doesn't get renewed. Yeah. Um. Right. So we 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 know all about that, but look, standing up for your rights is what happens. Yeah, and and there's there's law against it. It's retaliatory action. Yeah. But you got to go through the RTA. Yeah. Right. You've got to go through QCAT in the space of Queensland and you so forth. You mean the people that you should hold stuff? Yeah. Far out. 
Anyway. Anyway, but are it, we I jaded? Think, we might be. Oh, look, I mean, we've, we've, we've had a pretty poor experience. Um, yeah. And look, to, to put it this way, I have felt incredibly vulnerable throughout this process. And I have worked in the industry for 15 years. I have the contacts to ring and go, hey, is this right? I've read the legislation as I need to, you know, often in various roles that I've held in this industry. Um, you know, I'm, I'm about to resit my real estate license again in the coming months. So I'm refreshing on legislation there again. And like, I'm going, this shit shouldn't be happening. Well, like I had said and to you, if they've done it to us, how many other people are they doing how it much, to? Yeah, and, and, and people I who think, don't actually know that it's not okay. And and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm going, so much education needs to happen on Which on is all the sides. Reason why we're doing the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it was scary. Like at one point, they tried to take all of our bond for stuff that. Like, was in the original was in the original entry. entry condition report, and we kept that, kept all the the photos and everything like that. And they filed for the RTA to fast track. Now, if we had approved that and said yes, and we were told it was standard procedure, which hang on, no, What's I'm the sorry. Point of the RTA, well, if, if it, yeah, exactly. It's so if we had approved that, suddenly they're holding our bond, and if we disagree with it, well, it's tough. Like, we can't go to the RTA because we've approved it. Yeah. We've approved them to receive everything for yeah. repairs that never needed to be done. But see, like, when they said, as a reasoning behind it, that it's so that they didn't have to take old tenants to court in order to get the bond released, isn't that the whole point of the RTA? Well, it, look, it is, because the RTA... So, the way this process it's, works, it, right? They're the mediator, or well, and, and that's it. So... I, we got a notification saying, hey, claims to be made against your bond by the real estate. Yeah. Right. We have got a little bit off topic. but we ha- No, we have. But I think this is a really good expose into the process and, and what you can and can't do and, and all yeah. this sort of stuff, right? So real estate made a claim, claimed all sorts on repairs, cleaning. We'd had a bond clean done, pest, had that done. You know, there was a whole heap of stuff. And it was basically we're Carpet claiming. cleaning. We'd, we'd, had that, we'd had that done three times in 12 months. Um, like we had all the receipts. We had everything. Right, and but they still claimed and requested a fast track, which would have released the bond to them. And I think about forty eight hours. Yeah, right. I've immediately read this, and it when was, we were still negotiating we, as to what we, we weren't even negotiating. It was a uh, yeah. hey, you need to fix this up or whatever. Yeah, and we you were like, your mm. pots. Uh, I will take that. Yeah, we forgot <laughs> I don't our know pots. How we forgot those? But, but, Although I remember unpacking and going, I wonder what happened to our fry pans. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we, we were still sorting through that, and this. This request has been made. So the RTA notifies us and says, hey, this request has been made. They want to fast track it. If you agree with this, we'll release the bond to them within 48 hours. I've gone and looked at it and they're claiming everything. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Because yeah. we've obviously got a report, an exit condition report, saying yeah. you need to fix this, 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 and this. And we're going, hang on, that's all on the original entry condition report. Yeah, because I went through that. You went, you went through that, right? Um, you made a 66-point you know, <laughs> rebuttal to it. It was brilliant. But... So we've That's gone. What happens when I cross my T's and I dot <laughs> my I's? Exactly. So we've we've got this request. We've turned around and immediately rejected it. So the process is is they can request a fast track. You as the tenant, or you as the real estate, depending on who's made the request. Now we hadn't made a request for the bond because we were still working through the yeah. exit. Right. They've made the request. We've turned around and rejected it and said no dice. After that point, each party has fourteen days to make a statement of claim. Yeah. Right. 
So within 48 hours, they've then made a statement of claim for the entire bond again. Mm. Right? So the RTA said, hey, they've made a statement of claim on your bond. It's the entire bond. This is the details. This is it all spelled out, all the rest of it. I've gone, hell no. Because at this point, they like we'd gone back, fixed it, like grabbed our frying pan. Um, there was a you know a couple of bits and pieces. There was just minor stuff, right? Yeah. Like, and so we'd fixed that up. They hadn't even gone back to do an exit report after we'd fixed that stuff up and are filing for the entire bond again. And considering that those carpets were cleaned in those footprints. Oh, uh, the, yeah, let's not go into that. <laughs> so the process so far, they've requested a fast track. We had the ability to agree or disagree. We disagreed. So they had to make a statement of claim. They've now made a statement of claim. We had 14 days to respond to that statement of claim. Now, we responded immediately and rejected it, flat yeah. out. The next step in the process is you go to uh, QCAP mediation, yeah. right? Which is, is all fair and well. And you take your bits and pieces and you prove your bits and pieces. Now, the language that we got was, oh, we're going to make a claim on your bond to put it on hold. Yeah. Right? That's just our standard policy. Now, if we had approved any of those claims on our bond, that bond was now entirely in their possession. Now, regardless of how honest they may or may not be, who knows? They've now got the money, and if we disagree with anything they say, they're in complete control. Yeah. But the RTA is meant to be holding it, for this exact reason, yeah. so that there's an independent body holding it, so nobody's got the power over anybody yeah. else, right? So what's really important in this experience, and the reason we're sharing, it's not to rag on them. We haven't even named the real estate. We're not going to name the real estate. It's not about rag on them. What it is is to show that there are practices and policies out there that whether they're legal or not, who knows? I'm not going to yeah. comment. But as a tenant, you've got a right and you've got the options through the RTA. And the RTA is a fantastic resource. I've had a couple of chats with them. They've been amazing every time I've talked now, to them. Now, I do just want to put out there for the investors who do the right thing, who are genuinely – and we we did originally, the the first owner. and Oh, it was incredible. The first We'd send him manager. wine at Christmas, make him – send him, yeah. like, homemade bacon and all sorts. Yeah, like, we had like a, great, he, a great relationship. He, well, we had a great relationship with him. We had a great relationship with the first property manager, so much so – where we are now is actually through the same um, property manager, the original property manager. Yeah. And when we got out of the car, she was like, oh, my God. So, you know, there is fantastic property managers out there. There is fantastic investors out there who do the right thing, who just want to work with, the tenants and there's also many a tenants out there who are oh, good and, and absolutely fantastic as there well. are absolutely there are um <laughs> so <laughs> you know everyone wants like there's always people who want to work together yeah and when there's a communication breakdown that is when all shit hits oh the absolutely and and that's when things get messy as well but i i look at it and i think and i have said plenty of times before it's amazing what communication <laughs> it does, can do, right? right? But I think <laughs> what's really, really important for everybody involved is investors and tenants need to go and read up the RTA. Use the RTA resources, whichever, like Residential Tenancies Authority, um, whatever the equivalent body is for each state, I believe it's still the RTA across every state. I'm, I'm, don't quote me on that. I must admit I haven't looked down that rabbit hole. But, you know, use those resources because they are phenomenal. They've been an incredible help. 
And we are in a market where the tenant is disadvantaged. Yeah. This is 100% a market for those who own property yeah. to dictate terms. Yeah. The government has stepped in, has put legislation reforms in place to protect, as well as to still allow investors and to make money because the, the investors REIs should are make doing, money. Uh, also doing a good job. Yeah, they're too. doing a fantastic job. Yeah. They're doing a fantastic job. And, and look, always remember... So like, that's real estate industry. A real estate industry of, yeah, of uh, real, sorry, real, real estate institute. You always institute. say industry in Tricks Patricia. Sorry. Real I'm estate sorry. institute of your state. They they yeah. do a fantastic job. But always remember to... It's because you just call them the REIs. Yeah, well, it's so just I just throw whatever. Shorthand. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever I would. Whatever I... Igloos. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's trouble. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just throwing him off. Come on, make your point. <laughs> Real estate igloos, go for it. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole for you. <laughs> Just cut me a fishing hole, I'll dive into the ice and freeze to death. I think this is what she does to me all the time, every day. I'll be making a point, I'll be in full flight and just real estate igloos. <laughs> It's just, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. This is, this is my life. Now he's That's, going to be thinking about I'm trying to figure out what it was I was talking about. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 like, was I was, it was an important I, point. I said the REIs were doing a really good job. The REIs are doing a fantastic job. Um, to main, to and sure. that's what the point I want to make is we all need, like, remember too, without investors, we, we would be in a far worse position. Mm. Investors should be able to make money somehow, some way from their investment property. Otherwise, why the hell are they doing it? Right? Okay, so I'm just going, and we had a discussion yesterday morning, I think it was, where I was just like, look, to look at it with a complete business mind, Mm. completely clinical, no emotions, no nothing, this is not to get people's backs up, but if you were just to look at it as a business, you will see that an investor puts money into a company, house, in order to make money. Absolutely. And um, yes, there is, you know, emotions and like people needing houses and everything like that. Not saying that there isn't, but what I'm saying here is a very clinical, no emotions attached. You're putting your money into something, you want a return. Absolutely, and as with anything. as as a tenant, if you work with them, and look, look, not all property managers, not all investors will allow that to happen in a lot of ways. But if you can work with them, where you can either maintain the value of their investment or help improve it in some small way, it's not your obligation to, but just by looking after it properly, mm. you know, and and that is, by the way, that is your legal obligation is to look after the yeah. property and, and maintain it and so forth as well. So it it is that relationship. Now, there's a lot of people that may get upset about us saying investors should see a return on their investment in property. And that I, I understand where that comes from. That comes from the argument that shelter should not be an investment. Yeah. Right? And you know what? To some degree, I support that. Yeah. However, the massive, massive reality check that I will always get in trouble for saying and delivering with the force of a frying pan to the face is this. That's all well and good, but it's a utopian ideal in a country that decided long before any of us were born that property would be an investment in this country. And 
you know, just jump up and down about that. It's all well and good, but you're not actually going to change anything unless you've got the billions of dollars to go and build the houses that are needed and then you choose to provide them as shelter and not force them to be yeah. an investment, right? And and you, like you, you want it's to be... It's not until, realistically, it's not until something drastically happens in that regards. And when I mean drastically happens, I mean the government would have to step in, in and do it. Exactly, yep. someone comes in that has billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, to be able to go. You know what? We're just going to be starting up a whole heap of little metropolises to be able to handle everyone, yep. and everyone's going to have a house to live in, and it's going to be happy days. Until that has happened. Unfortunately, there is going to be this issue. Exactly. So, so jumping up and down going, you know, shelter shouldn't be an investment. Morally, ethically, absolutely. agree with you. But the realist in me turns around and goes, that's a cute idea. That's not reality. Get with the program. This is reality. Yeah. Let's figure out how we, and, and this is the thing. Be as valuable in the equation as you can possibly. It's the same thing. I the same advice I've given you. The same advice I, I've given all of our kids, our nephews, nieces, all of that who are of, of job working age. You know, our, our eldest who who has jobs and and all that. He's doing grade twelve at the moment. Be invaluable to the company because the more valuable you are, the more skills you bring, the greater negotiation position you have, the more needed you are, the more preferred you are in any capitalist market the greater position you have to negotiate from. It is leverage. If there is a million of you out there, then you oh, yeah. have no leverage. I, I know that this sounds really bad, but everyone is replaceable when it comes to a work. Oh, absolutely. So. You didn't like it when I said that to you, but I also then said, oh, no, I'm replaceable no, too. No, like, yeah. we, like my, we, we're all replaceable. would continually say that. Yeah, we're all replaceable. He's, he, he's just like... What do you bring to the table? Exactly. And then I would tell him, and he goes, cool, there's another 50 gazillion of you out there. Yep. So cool. be like, and, and this is going to sound really harsh, and there's probably already a lot of people pissed off, but as a tenant, that means be the best possible tenant you can be. Yep. Right? Do the best you can possibly do, and so that when a property manager sees you, or when you go, hey, it's time for me to move, and you need another property manager... You've got people that are willing to help and willing to work with you. Yeah. The other thing is be the best tenant you can be because there's a greater chance for negotiation from your point of view yeah. because that same cost side of things that you know uh, investors look at to get a return, that also comes into play when it becomes a case of you moving actually costs them money because there is a time the property is without revenue, without Not income, all that. that sort of stuff as well. If and there's new letting fees to the real estate. Well, the whole works. Not just that side of things. If if you're an investor and you have good tenants, you want to keep you, them. You don't want them to go. Yeah. Because there's no guarantee that you're going to get good tenants again. No, absolutely not. Absolutely Whereas, not. And then even with property managers, you have good tenants. You want to keep them on your rent roll. Yeah. You don't want them going anywhere. Look, it's a because relationship. If they go, then you have to try and find someone where you're just like, ugh. Okay, yeah. there's no guarantee for us that they're going to be good. That's it. So, and so it's it's a relationship, and I think that's that's what's gotten lost in, in the noise and the mess that we're in because yeah. the, the whole market's in a mess. Um, but I, I like what the – getting back to our original point, like we've, we've tangented like champions 
but I really like what the ACT have done here. I like a lot of the stuff that Queensland have done with the rental reforms. No, you know, only one rent increase per 12 months. I think that still allows investors to increase the rent. Uh, it will lead to sticker shock, like increased shock, because yeah. they'll need to increase larger amounts, but it also gives consistency for 12 months to tenants. So yeah. it's it's kind of a bit of a trade-off, and yeah. I think that it's a, it's a good step in the right direction. I think that we all need to get out of our heads and our hearts in the sense of, you know, whether shelter should be an investment or not and just accept the fact that it actually is in this country and figure out how we can build more of it and decrease the pressures on the rental market, on the buying market, um, and how we can apply pressure to our governments and multiple levels of government to move faster, build more properties, and to alleviate the stress because it's, it's filtering across all, our, all of life. Nationwide. Oh, I think I think there'd be a lot of lot of benefit to it. Yeah. I, I like what the ACT have done here. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's fair. I think if if an investor needs more than ten percent increase, they can absolutely go and and make a case for it. Yeah. Um. And and if the case is legit, I imagine the tribunal will, will approve it. Yeah. You know, it sounds to me here this case, it wasn't. Uh, if it was legit, it wasn't presented well enough. Just realised that your um, mic's dropping. Yeah, all this new setup. We gotta, we gotta get it all dialed in. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm just talking to a, to your eyeballs and yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> it's a right. bit weird. All I can see is eyeballs. You look like a, a little bit like foo. Eh, I reckon it's time for a JTM. Okay. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. It's time for a JTM. It's JTM. I haven't yeah, heard they, that in I ages. Can, I can hear it too. I like that jingle too. We we got good jingles. Okay. I like them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you can be a negative Nancy over there. Okay. Thanks. Not that I really so, need your your um, permission. To <laughs> no, no one. No one ever <laughs> needs anyone's permission to be a negative Nancy. Um. Or a cranky Karen. <laughs> dodgy Dave. <laughs> um. So we're in a new place. We're in a new place. And as usual, I always go down the, the – I have my own rabbit hole. You do? Of going down the how can we make, you know, the garden look nice. And it's not that the gardens don't look nice here. There was just a couple of things that I'm like, mm, that needs to be weeded. And I would like plants here and I would like plants there. But there was and a nice raised garden bed already here with no nothing in it like it had – it looks to me like it had been sort of ignored uh, for, yeah, for a period. I think on some level it could have just been like a kid's sand pit. Yeah, potentially. Given the fact that that's all sand. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worked out. It has. Because it it works out that it's got good drainage. And that's exactly what chilli plants need. Yeah. And you see, so I I happen to love chilli plants. Well, my, my greatest... Regretted our last place. It did place. move, didn't it? I have no idea. I don't feel that I moved it down there. I thought I moved it up here. I don't know what you were doing. 
I don't know. I moved mine down because I realised I could see better and I wasn't staring at half the, the mic boom. Yeah, no, I feel that it's slowly drooping. Might have to tighten it a bit later. We'll see. I'll watch it. <laughs> It'll fun. just be like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> so I make a really cool chili salt seasoning that I've lovingly called murder sprinkles. I've been making it for about two years. <laughs> it is moving, yeah. <laughs> is it? I can't I can't tell. I feel me. that it is moving. <laughs> Anyone is it watching. Is it moving? Is know. it moving? Is it not moving? It sort of feels like it is. Um, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> it's moving. It's annoying me. Oh, dear. No, just do, do what I've done. Have it hang down low and then have the mic pointed up so then it's not covering your face. No, but I did that and where you've got it. There you go. That should be all right. We'll make that Hopefully, work. Well, it's just so that people can hear me. Yeah, and that's that's all that matters. Um, yeah, so I make murder sprinkles. I and know. And I'm aware. I know, you, you love them. You try to kill me with them when, when you don't warn me that that's what you're doing. So. And then you get I've, up I've, the and then I end up sneezing. And these these murder sprinkles, they're amazing. Like, that's not just coming from me. This is the first time I've ever made anything where, food-wise, where people just keep demanding it. Like, I've I've done barbecue before. I've done amazing briskets. I've done all that sort of stuff. People are like, yeah, that's amazing. And you might get one request sometime down the line going, you know what I'd really love? I'd love you to do your pulled pork or something like that, right? But here, I'll make a jar of this. I'll give it to someone and they're coming back for more. Every single person I've given murder sprinkles to has come back asking for more. Every time. Thanks, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mum. But so the problem that I have is I'm running out of my supplies because murder sprinkles has like, 15 of the hottest chilies in the world, dehydrated, smoked, ground up and, and put in it, among with a whole heap of other spices that make it tasty. And the reason it's called murder sprinkles, by the way, is it's kind of choose your own adventure, right? You can go one sprinkle and it's going to be Depends good. whether you want to be like stabbed through the heart or through the eyeballs. But but if it's, like if you just go lightly, or you work you, lightly, if you just it's want quite to tasty. Graze, you, you, your knees slightly on the yeah. Of, you like know, you get to choose, you choose your own adventure, yeah. right? Like you it's want some gravel, but li- a little bit. <laughs> it's got a nice bit of heat, but yeah. it's quite comfy. A little bit more, it starts to get a bit hot. A little bit more, you know, By the time you get to the fourth or fifth sprinkle, you're approaching melt your face off territory. Yeah, you know, but it 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 gives you like a whole heap of flavor with it and, and whatnot. So I'm running low on my fifteen of the hottest chilies combination, smoked, dehydrated, all that powder. So this was a great opportunity to turn the sandpit slash garden bed out there. And also the fact that I... Into a chilli garden. Yes. Yeah. So we may have gone on a drive, ended up... Well, you said, I just said to you, when you're available, let's go for a drive. And it wasn't until he was we were walking out the door that you were like... Um, well, you'll have to drive because I don't know where we're going. And we get in the car and I went, well, funnily enough, neither do I. <laughs> Hour and a half later, we're rocking back up at home and we have 10 different chilli varietals. And some strawberries. And some strawberries. And a sage plant. And a sage plant. Um, and so we're... Because we already had parsley, basil, rosemary. And that's it, isn't it? I think so. Uh, so there was one more, Mint. wasn't it? Mint. Yep. Yep. 
So we've we've spent the the afternoon Ooh. yesterday building. Then this, I did this also in, in the morning. I had gone to the nursery and I had bought a the mulberry, mulberry bush, bush and the lemon tree and a lemon tree. Yeah, and we already had zucchinis and cucumbers. Yeah. So we we spent the afternoon building out a with with Avalon uh, yeah. a, a garden. The boys were playing video games. They they didn't really want to get dirty, but our princess was more than happy to jump in and get dirty and I think and it was, yeah. She she looked horrible, well, not horrified. She looked very confused when we said, "Go and get changed into something that you want it, that you can you, get you're dirty." You're happy to get dirty, in. and she was just like, "What? Mm. <laughs> you you want me to what?" Yeah, but it was kind of a cool, fun thing to do with the you know at least one of the kids mm. and and engage and and you know she was planting chili trees and we had we had chili trees we had little chili sproutlings like we had the whole gamut we had the the mulberry tree, dwarf mulberry tree, and that. So we're planting all that. We're you know putting compost the hanging, in the hanging chilies. the hanging the hanging chilies as well. So that's going to be fun. And murder sprinkles, like I I then may have <clears throat> might have jumped on Amazon and gone and bought a whole heap of ingredients for murder sprinkles in bulk and a grinder oh, that can handle two kilos worth of ingredients at a time to grind up to make more murder sprinkles. Make a massive, massive batch of murder sprinkles. Of course you did. Yeah. Maybe. Neither confirm nor deny. Maybe. You've just said, I have. I I said I might have. I also know that that is your lingo. Look, we're we're going to find out, like, when 15 or 16 packages rock up tomorrow, whether or not I did or not. Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, you have to remember that I too also have access to your work email address of where all of your Amazon notifications come in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm totally aware as to what has been ordered and when it will be delivered. So I reckon then. <laughs> that I, it being... I reckon that it's true that there's going to be 15 odd different packages that turn up that do have chili stuff in it. Maybe. There's no maybe, maybe about it. <laughs> But I think... Unless something happens to the delivery driver, and I really hope that nothing happens to the delivery driver. Well, me too. We, we never want that to happen. But I think... I think my arm is... I think, I think we're going to do something with your arm. I'll, I'll fix that. Maybe I'll jump on Amazon and, and get it, something to fix it. But I also think that... It's really annoying. Like really, maybe, really annoying. Maybe some of our listeners who like chili might want to taste test the next batch of murder sprinkles. Yeah, why not? So I'll tell you what, if if you like your chilies and your chili salts, where's our cameras got? If you like your chilies and your chili salts. I said up, I got no idea. <laughs> but let's let's try this again. If you like your chilies and chili salts, send me an email to john at cmhp.com.au with the headline, go chili salts. I think if you go murder sprinkles, it's probably gonna get caught in the spam or maybe you might have ASIO knocking on your door or something like that, the AFP coming I for a visit. I want your chilies. I want your chilies, that'll do. Uh and I will come so back to you. what is it? I want your chilies? I want your chilies. As a subject line? I want your chili salts as a subject line. Okay. Put it this way, if it's anything to do with chilies, I'm going to know what it's about. Yeah. Right, we've given 16 different so subject John lines. John at but it, John C- at CMHP. Charlie, what's the M one? Mary. Is it Mary? John, J-O-H-N. So what's the J phonetic? I like how you're asking me as I'm, actually I'm, I was supposed to know because I did work in aviation insurance. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. This is re- I just think of, I got to look it up. I just think of um, you'll what get is your, it, the, the Bloodhound Gangs. What I, was it? 
remember that song that they used to sing? Foxtrot. Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. No. Where were you back in the late 90s? <laughs> Don't you remember the Bloodhound Gaze song? What was it? Oh, Juliet. Gaze Juliet. Oh, right. I thought you were talking yeah, yeah. about right. the blank. Right. So it's it's john at cmhp.com.au. So that that becomes, here we go, Juliet Oscar Hotel November at Charlie Hotel Mike Papa.com.au. John at cmhp.com.au. Send me a subject line. I want your chilies or something to that effect, something that involves chili. And then I will come back to you and get a postal address and we'll, we'll send you some chilies when I make this new batch. Cool. Some chili salts. But, um, on, so... On, with the deal, that you give us a review, an honest review back. I want to see how good they are outside of our circle of friends and colleagues. Oh, you're talking about the chili salts. Yeah. Not about this. Not about the podcast. We don't want to know anything about the podcast. Oh, I'll take reviews. I don't know. Spent my whole life being told how how everything I do is wrong. It's not going to hurt me now. Maybe it will hurt me. What about me? I'm not princess. What about me? It isn't fair. 